is it a good or a bad thing that every now and then when we try to create our topics for the week, we struggle? <laughs> uh, I think it'll get better. My problem is I don't want to be the negative snap guy. There's always topics that can be good to bring up, but it's definitely one of those that I think they're doing way more good than they're doing bad. We'll find out. Otherwise, it's just going to make it a fun intro. But either way, we'll say... Hello, welcome on in folks. For those who do not know, my name is Guest, also known as It's Guest Gaming here on YouTube, Twitch, podcasting, and do all the fun stuff. Wherever you're listening to us or watching us, appreciate you joining us here on the Snapback Podcast, where you snap and we snap back. I'm joined once again with our co-host, Default Dan. Good sir, how are you? Doing well, man. Doing well. Can't complain and everything. Just feeling good, man. Are you feeling more hawkish or bearish? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I like the hawk a little bit more than the bear, but okay. But do you like the card? Is the question. <laughs> uh, the, the card. Oh, yeah. Uh, we yeah. we can definitely dive into that one. <laughs> yeah, we got a, a couple of things I want to talk to you about today. She's definitely one of them, especially now that we've had a little bit of exposure to seeing her in gameplay. Uh, we're gonna mm. talk about just some fun decks that we've been using on ladder. I want to talk about the tournament scene specifically with the upcoming Snap.Fan tournament, as well as other uh, giant events that have happened over the past couple of weeks. Um, there are some decks that we really need to talk about, and also uh, some suggestions for the upcoming season for Onslaught Citadel, which will be our upcoming hot featured specialty, whatever nomenclature they're now using, because it's all the same thing. Uh, location. But uh, to answer your question, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm trying to fight off a cold. Uh, my son was homesick this week, so it's yeah. been that like, don't get sick. Ugh. You know, just it's been tough, especially with us, you know, both working this weekend at the tournament. I'm, I'm trying mm -hmm. everything in my power to not get sick. So I know you're a dad too, so I know you uh, you know yeah. that exact moment of yeah. Oh no. Timer. I actually actually had that a little bit this morning as well because allergies. So went to Epcot over the weekend with the Flower Festival. Flower oh. Festival and allergies. Not a good oh. combo. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that's just. Mm. That's just magical. So yeah. I, I uh, that's a that's a different kind of pixie dust. I apologize for uh, on behalf oh, of yeah. Disney, and I don't even work there anymore. So. Uh, yeah, but let's let's keep on the Disney thing. Let's keep with Marvel and Snap here. Um, yeah, yeah, because we had our own little pixie dust effect happen from Snowguard. We see her now in the game. We've mm -hmm. seen some gameplay. We've and I say we because I know you did not invest in Snowguard and neither did I as per mm -hmm. our own recommendations to ourselves. And yeah, were you confirmed that that was a good idea or not? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. The, there's a big thing here from our last podcast, right? We we had the some of the bad data mined information around the cost and things like that. But honestly, even with the changes, which is she's a one-two no matter what form she's in. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling her. I don't think she's that great. You look at something like the hawk form. Yes, you can shut down some locations, but it's the following turn, so it, yeah. it's kind of obvious that it's coming. Um, again, seen some good streams where they're turning off limbo and some things like that. But again, you can see it coming from a mile away. I don't, you're not, you're not getting anybody yeah. like you would with a Wanda or a storm or something like that with, you know, getting rid of limbo. 
And then the bear. I like the bear. I like the idea around the bear. But we're finding there's a bunch of locations that you would think trigger and they don't. So example being raft. Raft only triggers yeah. once. And we got that confirmed by Glenn and team and a few of these other locations. So I just think the usability, not really what we were looking for, similar to yeah. a ghost or somebody that we've seen in the past. I feel as much as we want her to be successful, I feel that she's going to have a very limited window to be successful. Um, Cause I saw mm-hmm. a lot of the same content you did in regards to, you know, when the effects do work and how cool it is. Mm-hmm. And then when the effects don't work and you're just sitting there on a one cost card. Um, yeah. I think her feature after watching gameplay the last couple of days is going to be exclusively on hot locations and featured locations that make her effect stand out. She's a card that you plug in with the mindset that you're going to have a specific location pop up repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're going to talk about Onslaught Citadel. That's not one that would necessarily be like, hey, awesome, unless if you had the perfect combination of being able to turn off Onslaught Citadel Disable that doubling on turn six, six, exactly. And then there's your final count. Like the amount of risk and reward on that to me does not justify the spot in a 12 card deck. So I'm still on the fact of just wait, just wait. Yeah. It's one of those things where I think it would be a fun meme, you know, YouTube short moment. When you play Hawk on turn five to turn off Citadel and then all of a sudden their Patriot doesn't work or on turn six or it doesn't double on turn yeah. six. But it kind of comes down to that. You have to have her in your hand at the right moment because she flips back and forth. So if you draw her later in the game, she may not be on the sequence number that you want her to be on. And on right. top of that, you probably could have just played Enchantress on Citadel, which I'm sure we're going to talk about this later in the podcast, but you could have yeah. just played a different card that's going to be better than than that card. So, yeah. This is true. 100% true. I just think that it's uh, it was most eloquently uh, exposed by our friend Super Tech God, who basically that's said, true. wait until Snowguard drops to pool two. Yeah. And I think that was the best way to eloquently explain snow guards importance in not just the game but the current Mm -hmm. meta and yeah we all know the current meta is very flooded with a lot of the same and i would love to see people really Mm -hmm. prove us wrong every now and then when it comes to changes in what's going to do well in ladder in tourneys etc KM's got his tournament coming out. Snap.fan has our tournament coming out. We have a lot of tournaments that have happened over the last few weeks. It is now, with the tournament scene starting to grow, and we see there are tons of places and ways that you can do casual daily tournaments, you can do serious competitive Mm -hmm. tournaments, you can have large tournaments, you know, eight people, 800 people. As someone who's so heavily invested in the tournament scene, that's kind of been your baby over the last few weeks you've decided this is what i want to do this is my role in the community talk to me about what you've watched in the evolution of the tournament scene and 
what this also means for the upcoming tournaments from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And again, so everybody out there, if if you don't hang out with me on a regular, uh, my background is I came from Magic. I've played Magic for 20 plus years. The tournament scene was the thing. Every Friday night, you're doing the small stuff, right? Friday Night Magic, uh, all the way to Opens, GPs, you know, working your way, trying to get to that Pro Tour, that coveted Pro Tour with Magic. And honestly, when we started Snap, just like Hearthstone and some of these other games, you you needed that scene. And so we started it, um, playing in it with Carbon and those guys, um, you know, doing the cube brushes. And that was kind of the only way to play it. We didn't have a battle mode or anything like that. And those right. were a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, we got into battle mode. And we had things like uh, the Creator Clash, we had Snap Clash, we had, you know, all these different tournaments kind of popping up, but they were very exclusive. They were streamer streamer invited, you have to be in this certain group to know that certain person and, and everything. And yeah. I'm not saying there's not a place for that, because I definitely think there's a place to have your favorite YouTube star, your favorite Twitch streamer, like go head to head against people, because it's fun to watch some of those people that are more creative, maybe they're not tournament driven so I'll, I'll give example of you know like uh, a cozy or uh, a dexter or one of those guys right they're more creative they like to have fun and, and put together some some decks that aren't hyper hyper tournament focused compared to you have other ones uh, other streamers that that's what they come from that's what they want to do and so it's fun to see those but then opening up that that lane to create a pro circuit to create an area where people can come in and say, look, I am the best of the best, or I am, you know, a top X player because you're competing against a hundred plus people. You're competing against 300, 400, 500 people. And that's where these tournaments have kind of started to evolve to. So you have, uh, you mentioned KM's tournament, another streamer eccentric one coming up this weekend, which I think will be a lot of fun. You've got Binks involved in that one, uh, doing some cool stuff, but then you have the snap fan open which is our monthly open. So we're bringing that every single month. Uh, I think right now we're capping it around 300 people just to make sure that we're getting the numbers in and we can you know, manage everything, but that'll open wide up. So as we get more people interested, and we had very close to 300 last month, so I expect yeah. to get the same type of numbers this month. And, you know, prize pools are looking better and better every month. You've got uh, our invitational for the snap fan tournament at the end of the year. So again, by participating in these, you can get, make your way to the, you know, the invitational, but yeah, there, there's so many things out there. You've got snap clash doing, um, you know, daily stuff constantly, like multiple tournaments a day. You've got battle, um, arena showdown doing a, a bi-monthly. So they have two a month going on that are about a hundred and so players. And yeah, I'm super excited just to see how this grows, but it opens up that lane to where if you're just tired of ladder, but you really want to be competitive or something like that, these are these are the things to pick up and, and see what you can do, prove yourself. And hopefully at some point we'll actually have a true pro league. Uh, and who knows, maybe maybe that'll come from snap.fan or maybe uh, yeah. second dinner will kind of step in and make a true pro uh, program. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. Have you participated i know we did q brushes but have you participated in any of these kind of tournaments so far that have gone on i've done a couple of the daily ones uh mm -hmm. just diving in taking a look at the, and, and this was more towards the beginning of the battle mode i go in and out yep. of 
battle mode on stream every now and then with some viewers just to try some new stuff out. But I feel more like battle mode is the avenue for tournaments. And then there's going to be battle mode for conquest, which is either going to ruin the tournament scene or absolutely make it explode. And I don't think there's anything in between. I think that whatever this system is for conquest with tickets and like you've got to win games and a certain number of games to get tickets to move up to different ranks, etc. I can foresee Snap.Fan or any other platform, for example, taking that as also like an entry fee per month to say, hey, listen, at the end of the month, if you want to qualify for a blank tournament, you've got to be at blank rank. Uh, or blank class or whatever for the tournament to participate. And I think that will help to create that almost, as you say, pro circuit for this game, which is also at the same time, really, really cool to see that this idea of a mobile game is already within a year evolving into these kinds of, you know, giant community competitions and broadcasts and lots of fun stuff that we're all able to do. But as a player, that's obviously not the number one intention. It's not to be a tournament player. Players who come on into this game who decide that they want to be competitive in a tournament sense typically are seeking it out due to prior experiences, not due to this being their first tournament experience, which Mm -hmm. means that for many people, in my opinion, the conquest is going to be their entry to that idea. And I'm yeah. hoping that we see on the roadmap that comes out next month from Second Dinner that that is something that they're looking to dive into on their own roadmap is to evolve a potential tournament scene because they see the success of battle mode and then the fingers yeah. crossed success of conquest. And now in-game tournaments can also be con- conducted yeah. by Second Dinner on a much grander scale obviously much grander scale the um the other way and the other way you can look at that too is even if they don't want to run that it's partnering right so even if they directly partnered with you know one of these big websites or one of these big uh groups to take that because to your point if you look at magic arena you have that you have the fact that you rank up all the way to mythic there's a certain number of top mythic players and you have a number one a number two and so on yeah. And those are who gets invites to the Mythic Championship. So it would be interesting to see that now that, you know, they're they're starting to put those in place to not only have, you know, your Snap.Fan Opens or Battle Arena or one of these other tournaments doing the hundreds of players, but now you also have that official, true, work your way up in Conquest, and at the end of the month or the end of the season, so many people get an invite to this, you know, quote-unquote Mythic Championship, whatever it may be, Infinite yeah. Championship whatever you want to call it. So it'd be quite cool. It'd be quite cool. And I I like that there's this potential out there Mm -hmm. for everybody right now, whether you're a player, you're someone who is in second dinner, you're someone who is, you know, in one of these major sites that are looking to grow them, or you're someone that's just trying to create its own tournament culture within your own discord. You know, it, there's a lot to work from right now. And it's a very positive thing. Very positive thing for the community. Absolutely. Because 
because let's be honest, we kind of need it every now and then that reminder that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good already here and there's a lot of good coming. Yeah. So I'm very happy. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, and and I agree with you. I think that when you look at the fact that we had ladder so long and ladders fun and there's things that do in ladder, but the fact that we got battle mode to kind of give you that competitiveness or that one-on-one, you know, whatever, now that turned into this tournaments, which is turning into conquest, like they are, they are seeing it. And what everybody has to remember yeah. is, I mean, the game really hasn't been out that long. Like, yes, it was in development for a long time, but that's, that's figuring it out. That's, that's putting pieces together to make the game work. And now that it's live, they're on a bigger scale. It wasn't just the 40 people in an office anymore. It's the millions of people around the world playing. So it's, yeah. you know, working in these things and, I think they're doing a great job with what they're implementing and and how they're managing it. Yeah, it's it's fun to watch it all start to transpire because we've got some you mentioned ladder, right? Mm-hmm. Where that's obviously yeah. how the, you know, for all of us, you know, it's the introduction to the game in some way shape or yeah. form. And it's been refreshing to head into battle mode occasionally with a different mindset, whether you know what deck you're going up against or not. Mm-hmm. It's been great to yeah. just go into a new platform. You start figuring out the opponent's deck, and then sometimes there's that you know location variability, and then sometimes there's mm-hmm. that deck variability if you've got something like a Maria Hill, a Coulson, et cetera, right. where there's only so much you can really play into with it. Right. Um, right. But with the, with the latter conversation, I know a lot of us felt it last season, I'm curious mm-hmm. if you're feeling it this season as well, because you mentioned, you know, just you dipped into the word ladder. And sometimes that makes people already just go, <clears throat> really, don't don't talk about ladder. We don't want to talk about yeah. ladder. And I still feel in comparison to last season. That this season has been an extremely difficult grind again for those of us who are yeah. not with broken MMRs. Um, yeah. Are you feeling the same? Because like I have on screen the deck uh, I, I'm using off, off stream to to try to ladder up because it's the only one I'm like doing something yeah. with right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely it's hard. It's hard when you go into ladder because last season I had a very different experience with the ladder compared to previous previous uh, seasons. So previous seasons, I got to play a bunch of different decks. I hit infinite, but I didn't ever feel like there was like this deck was unbeatable. And then when we had last season, we had guys like Ordinary Harry and those guys bringing up these good Thanos decks to the tournament scene. And then when you realize how how powerful they are in the tournament scenes, that means these people are seeing the deck multiple times and still can't beat it. So somebody who's seeing the deck for the first time in ladder, um, it's hard for them to beat. So we had a we had a deck like Thanos that was just like so hard to beat. It did everything you wanted it to do. Even if you tried to counter it one way, it could shift because of the way the decks were built. And so I hit infinite very early last season. And then I have a second account that I'm kind of messing around with. And on that one, it took me a lot longer because this was after the Thanos nerf. Uh, I had to experiment with some different decks and it took a lot longer to get there in that grind. And I experienced a lot of the going against infinite people who are still using really good decks, Shuri decks, Thanos decks, the the decks that are still very difficult to beat. 
and they're not giving you cubes. And I'm not saying once you hit yeah. infinite, you should give cubes, but it makes it very hard when you're at 98 or you're at 89 and you're just getting beat down by these people with the infinite card backs. And so we know that that change is coming soon. Hopefully it's sooner yeah. rather than later, but we know that yeah. change is coming. But I feel like that really hurt me in the fact that this season, I, I think I'm sitting at 87 or 88, but I, I play it Show maybe off. an hour a day, <laughs> but yeah. I don't, I don't play it much. I play, I pick it up. I do five or six games and then I'm kind of, I'm done for the day compared to last season. It, I could grind for three hours and uh, still be trying to get those last cubes. So I do feel like yeah, mentally that last season hurt uh, the game for a lot of players. And then going into this season, it's, it's been a difficult grind. It's not, you know, as easy as, as it felt like I've, I've got some people that infinite day one still, but you still hit those guys with the infinite card backs. And I feel like right now that is more demoralizing to people that are in the seventies and eighties and they go up against mm -hmm. those people and then those people steal eight cubes from them. Um, so that still needs to be resolved, but I don't know. I mean, like from, from your side, you mentioned the deck that, that you're looking at. I mean, a Galactus null death, I mean, a, a very solid deck there, but uh, I mean, how are you feeling about ladder currently? Uh, cause you know, there's still the big bad boogeyman of Shuri, which we know will get nerfed soon, but like, how are you doing with next your decks? Week, um, <laughs> next week, we find out the nerf next week. Finally, yeah. you know, we're finally going to get the nerf that so many of us have been waiting for. I know there's yeah. a couple of people out there that don't want the nerf, but there's no other way around it at this point because it's yeah. just too meta and the data shows it and you yeah. can't refute the data. And it just, it, it needs to happen at this point. Um, yeah. But as someone who, you know, I hit infinite for the first time uh, last season, mm -hmm. did the grind, we got up there, you know, with the Darkhawk Devil Dino hybrid deck. And that's what put yep. us over the top. I have been struggling back and forth and back and forth in the 60s and 70s for, yep. you know, uh, the last, what is it now? 13 days and just up and down and mm -hmm. up and down and up and down. Absolutely detesting seeing the combination of, you know, you see armor or lizard get dropped on turn one or two. It's like, ah. <laughs> Come on, here it comes. like, you know, exactly. Here it comes. So, you know, I decided this season, you know, I didn't want to use the same deck to climb again, because that to me would be too boring. So this season, yep. I'm using a Galactus deck, which I did not use in a climbing sense last season. Um, I used yep. it as just like a testing, having some fun sense. And I went through and looked at all the different synergies of do you want to do a spider-man version should i look at you know mm -hmm. do we do a nimrod version with shuri do I, and i went through all the stats and research and figured out what play style i like the most and which is the most flexible yeah. for me and the infinictus is what's on screen if you're watching on the youtube uh youtube video podcast but basically it's the the cloak variation in there yeah. with Doc Ock, Null, Galactus, and America Chavez. A lot of the other players are pretty much the same. And yeah. I feel the most confident with this one climbing more than anything else right now. It's not as fun, but it's one yeah. of those, you know, very early on 
if you're going to lose one or two cubes or if you're going to risk trying to win two to four cubes. Yeah. And it's yeah. a much slower grind up there. Considering on stream, I like to mess around and try some test decks and this one's featured to yeah. this and okay, this is cool here. And this has kind of been the deck that I've, I've been leaning on a little bit more so. And I know a lot of people who are just trying to hit infinite. They'll play one deck exclusively. Yeah the entire season until they hit infinite because they feel like they know it inside and out and it's most secure for them yeah. to climb. And I want to throw this notion out there to people who are struggling in the climb, who are really desperate to figure out how am I going to get over that infinite hump? Because you're trying the same deck, you know this deck super well, you go and you, you just keep getting awful matches or bad locations or mm -hmm. the chance the of something happening it was only 20%, but it went their way. Like everything seems to go wrong. My best suggestion is not put the game down. It's not to keep grinding. It's to change decks. Just yeah. get your brain out of the rhythm because sometimes it gets too rhythmic and you miss those things and you miss yeah. those chances that you could have retreat, but you didn't because there's nothing more demoralizing than spending four games climbing up two cubes a game and then losing an eight cuber due yeah. to something that you could have avoided. It's like, well, there goes yeah. my entire, you know, half hour. There was nothing productive that happened at all. And as a tournament climber, someone who's trying to move up consistently and fell really hard while testing Shadow King and Dazzler. And let me make this clear to the world. Don't. Um, I dropped, I dropped 10 ranks. I dropped 10 ranks yeah. trying to find other ways, good ways, unique ways, strong ways to make these two brand new cards of mine work. Yeah. Mm -mm. Nope. Didn't happen. Yeah. And I'm paying I, the price for it now. Yeah. I do feel I, like, uh, if we're looking at like things that need to be on the roadmap, we need that, uh, play mode, that non ladder mode. Um, so yeah. you can do those types of things because right mm -hmm. now the only way to do it is like literally be in battle mode. You go, hey, yeah. you want to play me in battle mode? And then it doesn't feel as good or feel as real um, when you're doing your testing. But yeah, I yeah. mean, I would agree with you. I, th I think sometimes you just have to change it up. Find the meme deck to clear your brain. You know, lose a cube or two if you need to, just to kind of step back. Um, I've been using Patriot. Uh, it's one of those decks that I know if I'm going to win or lose. I know when I can retreat. Uh, it's pretty straightforward of how you play it. So I usually use that for climbing a lot of the times, but uh, I'll leave you with uh, a meme deck that I saw, right? Because you're playing okay. Galactus, this is a Galactus meme deck. So you uh, you turn two, you throw a uh, a Viper on a location just by yourself, right? You're not throwing anything over yet. Turn three, you throw a wave on a different location. Okay, so you just throw that on a different location. Turn four, you play Galactus with Viper. No, no harm, no foul. Nothing's happened yet. Don't really know what's going on. And hopefully, again, it's a meme deck, so it has to go in your favor. Turn six, you can hopefully Odin on there, and she'll throw Galactus over to their side, blow up the whole world, and then you'll win that way. So again, it's everything's got to line up. They can't play on that location. But if it happens, wow. it's the best thing in the world. <laughs> Viper, Galactus, wow. and Odin on yeah. the lane and all you gotta do 
is hope they're not playing they're not playing anything. in that lane. In that lane. They can play on the other lanes. You hope they don't play in that lane. So Galactus is his only, because he'll re-trigger once he hits the other side by himself. So you're going to yeah, need negative it's... or uh, limbo. No, no, because you're doing Galactus off of wave. So Galactus is coming down. Oh, sorry. I, for, I forgot about wave. I forgot about yeah, wave. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I don't know if I'm going to so, call that the deck of the week, but man, no, I would love to see not. that. <laughs> I would I guess, love to see that I guess that technically one. you could also throw like an electro out instead of a wave and then you're fiving you're doing galactus and like oh man sandman? what did they just do sandman it yeah you could do sandman too just one but card again, at a time a of, i mean a lot of stuff has to line up but yeah if it lines up it's great <laughs> i think i will try that post infinite yeah once i get there and i don't have to worry about falling That'll be a lot of fun. I'm curious yeah. if anybody get, can get footage of that working. I'd love yeah, to we'll put that to, up here on the channel because that's that's fun. We'll have, we'll have to throw that over to Binks because I know Binks spent like six hours to get that one yeah. combo. Yeah, the destroyer uh, combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're throwing the destroyer cool. over the fence. So we'll, he makes uh, some fun we'll decks. It to him. Yeah, he makes some absolutely. really again, good, some really fun decks. And, and again, it goes back to what we were talking about before when it comes to the ladder, like. I think last season was the first season Binks ever hit infinite. He just Correct. plays to have fun. He doesn't care. And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of players out there that that's how they are. And then a lot of other players, they just complain because they can't hit infinite. And that's their focus and their one thing they want to do in the game. So hopefully with the new modes that are coming out, with the things that are out there, maybe it takes the pressure off of ladder um, as much, right? So I'll have to see, though. I don't know. I, uh, I, uh, I don't know if the pressure is going to remove because there's, you know, we as players, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to hit a certain goal, a certain, you know, whether it's infinite, whether it's coming up with conquest, conquest will be that new infinity level. It'll, yeah. you know, put ourselves into a tournament scene and we're trying to do well. Like there's always pressure in these games in some way, shape, or form. I just don't like it when, the pressure is in uh, how can I word this um, manufactured incorrectly. So yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll explain, you know, we put pressure on ourselves because, you know, as, as a content creator, we want to have fun, but we also want to make, you know, good content, but we also need to be competitive. So there's that constant battle that we mess with as a player who yeah. doesn't create content. You're looking for the best deck possible. You're looking for the deck that's going to shine and showcase and help you hit your goal with as little stress as possible. And I wanted to bring up yeah. something I saw online the other day. Um, mm -hmm. I saw the claim that the Hit Monkey Miracle deck was a number one deck so much so that it is a better deck than the shuri red skull deck all right so when it comes to hit monkey right like is the deck good yes when the deck works so it's one of those things where i think the hit monkey deck was a lot of fun the first couple days or something of the season i could expect it to be near the top of the list because Everybody's wanting to play it and try it. But honestly, man, like I've seen some crazy hit monkeys. 
But when you look at a deck like Shuri, Shuri is a three-card combo. That's all you yeah. need. Hip Monkey is a 10-card combo. Like, literally, yeah. your deck has to work the proper way to be able to do that. And you have to wait till turn six. So a Leech on turn five kills you. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there's so many cards that can stop this combo. And, I, yeah, I, I would not agree with it being the best deck. Is it a good deck? Yeah, I think it's a fine deck. I think if you can get the right sequence of Bast, you know, into Angela and the Bishop, like some of those cards are really good, but I just, I don't see it being the best deck possible. I'm in the position, like, you know, I've got multiple videos out on Hitmonkey decks. I love Hitmonkey decks. I think they are a lot of mm -hmm. fun. They are unique, whether you're doing a bounce variation, whether you're doing a negative variation, whether you're doing a Patriot variation, no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Hitmonkey's Hit fun. He's a great card. You get good value out of him for not a lot in comparison, mm -hmm. really. He's very flexible. Um, you know, if you get a 2-4 even out of him, he's done his job. It doesn't take much to make yeah. Hitmonkey be a good card. Um, but with that said, the inconsistency of a hazmat deck to me, as much yeah. as I like hazmat, I can't stand behind the idea that the, making the claim that this is a number one deck that competes with Shuri, because right. like you said, a lot of things have to line up. So I went to look at the stats of this exact deck. And I want to make something clear. The, the information that I got on this deck, the fact that it's saying this is the number one deck in the game, was talking about the fact that Sarah Miracle is the number one deck in the game. And the first suggestion they recommended is this version. Number one yeah. suggestion on the top of the page is this hazmat version. And I couldn't believe it. So I went on all three of the tracker sites. I went on Snap.Fan. I went on Marble Snap Zone. And I went on untapped and I looked up this exact deck and their win rates. Yep. None of them have a 50% win rate. Not one tracker yep. of information has this deck at a 50% or higher win rate. It's all positive cubes, nothing higher than like 0.4, which is okay. Right, right. But it has a higher loss rate than win rate. That's. To me, I can't speak to that as being a meta deck. And the reason I wanted to bring this up as a topic of discussion mm -hmm. was me just making a statement about win rate in general. I want it to be known yeah. that if you are someone in this community that looks at stats and looks at, okay, let me research best deck this, whether you're using any of the sites, whatever tracker you use, whatever it is, to me, mm -hmm. number one thing you should be looking at is the combination of win rate mixed with number of games used. Because the cubes won, in my opinion, means absolutely nothing. I don't look at that stat at all. Because you might be an awful snapper, but win 70% of your games. I might be a great snapper and win 51% of my games. But yeah. just because you got lower amounts doesn't mean that you didn't climb higher. You technically climbed right. higher. 
And I just want to throw that conversation out there. Like when you're building a deck or you're looking into the information that's available online because of all these amazing, wonderful tools that we have, like if you're pulling up snap.fan, what are you looking yeah. at when you're deciding, I'm going to try this deck or I'm going to research this or look up stats on this card? Mm -hmm. Like, am I crazy for thinking that win rate's more important? So I, I think there's a couple factors and and I you've hit them, you've you've hit the three big ones, right? So the first one I always look at when weeding out decks is the number of games. So yeah. just as a straight up, if you haven't played a thousand games with it, I'm less likely to uh look at the deck, right? Now, if you have a hundred or two hundred games that you've played with it, maybe, but just keep in mind that means that could be 10 people playing this deck and they've just all played, you know. 15 20 games with it which isn't really good stats compared to if a decks if a deck has a thousand plus games some of these decks have 10,000 games right when you're looking at snap.fan so you yeah. know you want to make sure that you're looking at the so you're getting a good idea of what it really looks like and ladder and the reason why i say that is you have to remember there's millions of people playing so if it only has 100 games that's a very low number a thousand is still a low number but because everybody doesn't use the tracking software, you kind of have to play, you know, play it as it is. So that's that's my number one. And I would agree with you. I think, you know, when you look at something like Galactus, so we'll take Galactus decks at as general, they have a decent cube rate because either one, they they win or they retreat, right? Like there's not really much in between with a Galactus deck. So they're only they're either losing one cube or they won and the person stayed with it and they probably won four a cubes that game so as a higher cube rate but if you look at the the win rate the win rate's very low it's very low because most people you know can predict it they can they can move your stuff with players and if you're a galactus player you know or, or arrow or any of these cards like if you're a galactus player then as soon as the first thing interrupts you you're out of there I'll give you my yep. one cube. I'm out of here because debris just messed up my game plan. So yep. it's one of those things where I agree with you that win rate is is a really big thing to work at because if you look at cube rate over win rate, you may be looking at really good snappers. So they know when to retreat. They know when to snap. Mm -hmm. And if you've never played the deck, it's going to take you 10 20 games to even come close to knowing when to snap and when to retreat most likely 40 or 50 yeah. games but just in general so i i think if a deck is 70 percent win rate which there's not many decks out there you really want to shoot for yeah. 50 to 60 percent is what you're looking at um but it, as long as you know that it means it's going to be a fairly easier deck to learn when to when to snap when not to snap um but yeah i i agree with you i, I love to look at decks it's fun to look at stats and a lot of people get hung up on the wrong stats. And a lot of people just focus on what deck is getting the most cubes. And realistically, the deck getting the most cubes is probably one of the harder decks to play because your opponent doesn't know what you're doing and you know exactly yeah. when to snap. Very true. It's a, very, very it's, true. It's an interesting one. Um, I think just la laddering decks are tough because, you know, there's a lot of, um, myth and a lot of uh what's the word i'm looking for um because i i hate the word conspiracy so we'll just put it at theories 
out there when it comes to, you know, the decks that you choose and matching and how it works. And, yeah, you know, I, I'm I, I agree. There was a great video put out by KM Best recently about talking about this. And it's yeah. a matter of. This is what they tell us. This is what it is. You need data to prove otherwise. And I ladder's tough because you look for patterns yeah. that you don't really realize you already look for. For example, deck identification. You know, I can't yeah. tell you how refreshing it is to see armor get played on turn two, be frustrated, and then something random like Viper get played on turn three. Like, huh? Okay, it's not what I thought. <laughs> like, because yeah. you're just so accustomed to certain patterns and certain decks and things. And it could feel that way from an opponent's standpoint. But if I'm on ladder like yeah. right now, you know, I told you I'm using the Galactus deck. Um, yeah. And we've got uh, also a featured location coming up soon. You said you run a Patriot deck. I want you to dive a little yeah. bit into for me. What are you using to generally ladder? And what would you recommend yeah. when it comes to the featured locations? Are you a kind of player that feeds into the featured location or fights against the featured location? So I, I think it comes down to most of the time what the what the location is. Um, you definitely have to be aware that there's going to be people that that pull in hate cards or oh, yeah. buff cards or whatever for, for a featured location. So when you look at something like the Patriot deck, right? The Patriot deck is an easy deck to play. Patriot on three, Mystique on four, Blue Marvel on five, Ultron on six. That's your perfect world and what you live in, right? And if they don't have an Enchantress or they don't have a Cosmo, which you can still play around a little bit, but if they don't have those two cards, you win. They don't, they don't do anything around it. Uh, but when it comes to feature locations, it does get a little bit trickier because something like Citadel, you would expect, oh, I'm just going to play Patriot. But there's more likely people are going to have Enchantress during that particular location because it's all about ongoings. Enchantress shuts that down. There's probably going to be more Cosmos because people like to play Wong when Citadel comes up and you just throw down a, a Cosmo and now the Wong does nothing. Um, so, you know, what I'll probably do and my Patriot deck is uh, the Turrican, uh March um a snap fan open deck so it's it's actually one one open um or one battle arena one or the other from last month and, and he did pretty well with it but it has other cards it has leech in it it has shang chi yeah. in it it has some cards that i can kind of swap in and out depending on the matchup uh and you are not used but there's other cards like um i was gonna say red skull but that's wrong super scroll so like yeah, now they want to throw everything over there and I'm just going to do a super scroll and I will copy what you have. And if you have Enchantress, well, you just Enchantress my guy, but you also Enchantress all your guys. So there, there's a few, a few cards that you can kind of sneak into decks. And so probably with my Patriot deck, I probably throw that in. And if I don't expect to see Enchantress, because that's really the only thing that hits for the most part, the Patriot deck, uh, then I'll just... I'll just use it normal. And if I'm thinking there's Enchantress, maybe I throw uh, something out on the field or I put them on a different location. So I don't know. Uh, each location is a little different. So, yeah. How about you? Man? I, uh, How do you play those? Typically with the featured or hot or whatever locations, I do play into them. I do create decks and I try to post them up on Twitter as well. 
um, saying, hey, this is the featured location. This is the deck I'm going to run. And just, yep. you know, take it for what it's worth. You know, I am definitely going to try to take advantage of Super Scroll on this upcoming hot mm -hmm. location. I think it's going to be really cool to see a lot of Patriot decks. And then Super Scroll says, nah, -uh, not today. So I'm going to be running that. And then I'm also going to try a full on counter deck to that with yep. cards like, uh, like you said, Rogue, Cosmo, Enchantress. And I think the sleeper victor of this potential Onslaught Citadel feature location is actually going to be Magneto. Because most of the ongoing location, yep. um, ongoing cards that you want to play on there are going to be three or four cost. It's not really yep. a six cost card as much it's going to benefit. Like if you want to drop that Onslaught onto Onslaught yep. Citadel, typically you're doing it because you have a Patriot or a Mystique <laughs> or a Wong on there taking advantage yep. of it. So you just cha-cha yep. slide them over and then ta-da, it's not where you want it anymore yeah. oh well so i think those are going to be big um maybe some clog yeah. cards like debris bringing back the master mold routine could be mm -hmm. fun again like i'm gonna try to build a full-on like counter deck just to see what happens yeah and i i think if you want probably the best deck right and again it's everybody plays differently but i think one of the best decks you're gonna probably run there is something like that dark hawk um uh dino whatever deck because it gives yeah. you the ability to play dark on a different location mystique copy that like you can do dino on uh citadel um and then you know if you have zabu out then that means turn six you can do also dark hawk and mystique right so now you have a part where you have three big cards each in their own lane to where yeah. you're not you're not putting everything because i feel like with certain locations so many people overcommit to the one location. So for instance, with this one, they're going to overcommit that Wong into Mystique, into Hazmat, you know, Odin play or something like that. And now if you shut that down with a Cosmo, one card has taken away everything they're trying to do on that one location. So yep. I, I like playing something like that deck because you can throw down a giant dino and now they have to use a Shang-Chi there where you can have a Darkhawk somewhere else. Or, you know, you can come in with, um, you know, a doom on the top end or something and kind of split up some power everywhere else. Not really feeding into the location, but having one or two cards that do well there while still winning the other locations if they're having to overcommit there. But again, I think Super Scroll is the sleeper and you throw them on a different location or you throw them on that location and all of a sudden, doesn't matter what they're doing, you're doing it too. Yeah, 100%. I think... Uh... The more and more I think about, you know, what Citadel is going to do and the amount of Patriots that are going to be out yeah. there and the amount of like, I think this weekend, because it's such a loved location that it's probably yeah. better for counter decks than it is for actual Patriot or actual Iron Man ongoing, yeah. you know, style decks. I think that you're going to see just as much on the counter side. So you're looking at control decks, you're looking at clog yeah. decks, you're looking at move decks even are going to be fun because yeah. I think you're going to have a lot of counter counterability built in there. Cosmo yeah. is going to be the MVP for those who are playing into it because that's what's going to more often than not stop it. Um, yeah. So if you are playing into the location, have your Cosmo ready. 
Um, I would not yeah. recommend the Wong variation on Onslaught Citadel for that exact reason. Because Wong yeah. is not only a counter, he's also the preventer uh, on your own side. Mm -hmm. And you don't, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, there's too many things. I think the Yellow Jacket deck might make a small, fun one-day appearance trying to get that combo yeah. of the ridiculous Yellow Jackets. You know, the 2.14 yeah, million, yeah. Uh, sorry, billion sized Yellow Jackets. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you're going to win that lane. But I think that could be fun. Um, just as like a, hey, if you're infinite, what, this is probably the best chance if you've never done the combo before. You're trying to lay down a yeah. 2.14 billion on, uh, onto a lane. And it's pretty, honestly, it's pretty easy. You just land yeah. the combo in, I think it's what, Forge followed by, I think it's Forge, uh, uh, Wong, Mystique. Oh, no, sorry. It's, no, I said that wrong. It's uh, you got to get Zabu down, and then you get Wong, Shuri, Forge, Wong, Shuri. Wong, that's Mystique, it. Shuri. Oh, no, it is Mystique on five. You're right. There's, yeah, it's you, Zabu. You can. It depends how big you yeah. want to get them, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the giant, the so. max out one, and it took me a second because it's been a hot minute since I did the deck, was yeah, yeah. Zabu on two, Wong on three, Mystique on four, Shuri on five, Odin on six with yellow jacket in whatever other lane. And yeah. if you can get that to land on that combination, have fun with that because it's cool to do just to say that you did it. I'm pretty sure that's the combo. It's been a hot yeah, minute, yeah. but I'm pretty sure that's the combo. Yeah, it is. Um, it there's is. a forge variation too, is, but yeah. Yeah. And your Odin's massive too. So that's going to win that lane. Yeah. Uh, and then the yellow jacket's going to win your other lane. Yeah. You may see the true. long black Panther Zola combo when it comes to this again. Cosmo shutting that down pretty hard. So yeah, there's a lot of True. a lot of interesting stuff that that may happen with this location. I again I, I think you to your point, I think you either play into it or you play around it. Um and you when you play but around you it, don't you're, ignore you're the counter. You can't ignore it. Right. No. You, this is a location you can't right, just right. say, oh shoot, it's there. Like this is one that you have yeah, to go, it's, oh it's, fuck yeah, here we go. Like yeah, yeah. That's what with this location not, means. Yeah, it's not the uh, the pet mansion that's going on right now. Where you're like, oh, turn two, I have to play here. Like, it's not that. It's this is a game changing yeah. location. Uh, but then mm -hmm. again, you know what else you can do? You can play Rhino. You can play um, right Scarlet Storm, Witch Scarlet and Witch. Just change it. Yeah. Um, and who knows? If, if you want to get if you want to get tricky, yeah. If you want to get tricky, you can always use the Hawk on turn five. Turn it off for turn six. But if they're playing the Wong combos, it doesn't matter. If you have Snow Guard, you deserve you to it. use it on turn five. If you've actually <laughs> invested in the Snow Guard, I don't think that's worth needing to have in your deck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Even yeah. for like a Kazar, you know, double boost up variation. Like, okay, here's the Hawk and the Bear and the turn it on or ignore. Or... No, yeah. just no. Sorry. Sorry, Snow yeah. Guard. Yeah. You've got beautiful animations, <laughs> just no purpose in the game. Uh, not at least not now. Not now, at least. Maybe in the future. Yeah. That you know, some cards we sleep on, like Super Scroll, and this is a great moment for them to shine. And I yeah. hope, keyword, I hope that you all have fun playing into Onslaught Citadel. For those who are listening, for those who are watching, um, Mr. Mm -hmm. Default Dan, can you also tell us where can we find you? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, if you want to check out my live content, uh, it's over on Twitch.tv/slash Default Dan. 
We do these things live on Monday. So if you want to come hang yeah. out with us, we'll be recording over there live. Uh, and then also we've got a lot of other fun stuff going on during the week over there. So just be checking in. And then the YouTube, youtube.com slash default Dan. I put up videos, trying to get some more videos out there. But if uh, you're wanting to get some recaps of the MCU, we are currently going through a whole series of rewatching those with the wife. Nice. Seeing what she remembers because she doesn't remember movies at all. And uh, having some fun there. So, yeah, you can check nice. out those. And then I think over on Twitter, it's Default Dan, uh, Snap or Snap. something like that. I don't know. I got you. Snap. I got you. Yeah. I got you. So, I follow you. So you, so you, you can okay. find me. You. you can find me all those. <laughs> and Pretty both easy. of us, you can find where this coming Saturday. Yes. Yeah, so this coming Saturday, we've got the Snap.Fan open. Again, these are monthly opens. We'll be over on Twitch at Twitch dot tv slash snap fan tournaments um and so we'll be doing it over there this weekend i'll keep you posted for any other uh, additions to the snap fan uh family and switches and things like that uh, on the upcoming podcast but definitely check us out over there this weekend as host uh i'll be hosting some of the first stuff some of the the end stuff as well as just making it run but this guy over here guess is going to be in a couple different segments throughout the day Definitely come check it out. See what decks they're playing. See how they're running. Give us your feedback yeah. on the decks and how the people are playing because it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing people in the chat because uh, I will be there all day from pre-show to post-show, mm -hmm. whether it's me broadcasting or me being active in the chat live reacting. I will be 100% headfirst involved all day. I've kicked my wife and kids out for the day and said I need to work <laughs> this Saturday for this tournament because it's my first broadcast as a caster mm -hmm. and i'm again extremely honored to have been selected to join in with some absolutely amazing people broadcast for the very first time put out my enthusiasm for this game in a different way as a reactive uh conversation then and then you're going to see me constantly in the chat non-stop commenting asking questions answering questions live reactions, the whole fun. You'll be able to catch us over there on Saturday. But if you wish to come join us over on Twitch, you can find me over at twitch.tv backslash It's Guest Gaming. I typically stream about four days a week, all snap, all the time. Otherwise, you can come follow me on Twitter or YouTube or any of the other platforms because I'm pretty much everywhere at this point. But as of right now, we're here on the Snap Back podcast where you snap and we snap back. Thank you guys so much for listening today. We'll be back on Monday night to do this one live. Otherwise, you'll hear us on Tuesday. So let's try this again. Can you do this better? Say goodbye, Default Dan. See y'all later. But that is that better? <laughs> I swear, but you belong game. in a soft I, I serve didn't... format in a giant <laughs> waffle cone. My God. We're going to get better at that every week. <laughs>